Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you.
the Lord. You can clap in the car. I can see you a little bit. Praise the Lord, everybody. Our God is great. Praise the Lord. And he is greatly to be praised. Um, just want to go to Psalm 46 real quick. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. I'm going to go down to verse 10, and it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Real quick, one more time. Be still and know, not doubt, not, you know, question, but know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. One more time. God is our refuge and strength hallelujah come on god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble come on somebody say a very present help in trouble if you know him to be a very present help in trouble come on and give him praise he is to be lifted he is to be magnified he is to be exalted come on and praise him hallelujah Today, I want you to think about something real quick. I was talking to the praise team while I sent them a text last night. And I said, you know, I've been dealing with magnify him, magnify him, magnify him. You hear me say it all the time in praise and worship. And just in case you were questioning, and I want you to understand one thing. The magnifying glass makes whatever you look at bigger, right? But the one thing you probably don't pay attention to is that the magnifying glass blurs everything else out. So when you make God bigger and your praise is lifted high, it blurs everything else out. So today we're going to focus, hallelujah, on magnifying him and the devil will be removed. The devil will be blurred out today. Whatever is going on will be blurred out today. Come on and lift him. Hallelujah. Lord, have your way right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So lift him up. Lift him up. Till he speaks from eternity. And if I, if I be lifted up. From the earth, I'll draw men unto me. One more time. So lift him up. Let's do it this morning. Hallelujah. Lift him up. Still he speaks from eternity. And if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, and if I, yeah. if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. So let's lift him up. Come on, let's do it. Come on, let's do it. Even in your cars, let's lift him up. Let's magnify the name of Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
He leads me beside the still waters, and he restores my soul. One verse says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. I don't know if you forgot that, but I want to remind you that goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life, and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah.
He's the strong tower. Come on, anybody know him as this? Come on. He's a strong tower. He's a strong tower. Yeah. Oh, see, ain't though I walk. Yeah, though I walk. The valley Strong tower, strong tower. Come on, we know him as this, y'all. Hey, he's a strong tower. Thank you for being this to us. You're a strong tower. Come on, say he's a mighty fortress. You keep me safe. You're a mighty fortress. Yes, you are. You're a mighty fortress. Christ, the solid rock that stands. You're the solid rock. All of the ground is sinking sand. You're a solid rock. You are the cornerstone. You're the solid rock. Come on, one more time. Hey, say he's a mighty fortress. Thank you for being our shield. You're a mighty fortress. Thank you for covering us. You're a mighty fortress. You're a mighty fortress. Come on, we're gonna call him a solid rock again. Say you're the solid rock. Hey, and we'll stand on you forever. You're the solid rock. Thank you for your word, God. You're the solid rock. One more time, say you're a solid rock. Okay, one more time. Say you're the solid rock. He's a solid rock. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're a solid rock. Thank you, God. Hey, you're the solid rock. Solid rock. Oh, you're a solid rock. Solid rock. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise Him. And we say goodness and mercy. It will follow me all of my days. Hallelujah. Bright new mercies we see every day. Hallelujah. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all of my days. Come on, say. Goodness. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. Shall follow me all of my days. Anybody glad about that? Goodness and mercy shall. Hallelujah. Shall follow me. Follow me. And I will dwell in Dwell in your house. I'm gonna live in your house. And I will dwell in your house. Dwell in I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna live in and I will dwell. Say, and I will dwell, and I will dwell in your house. Dwell. 
Can we say it one more time? Say goodness and mercy shall follow me. Say goodness and mercy. And mercy Come on, you ought to say it. Shall follow me. Follow me all of my I know it's a lot going on, but I need you to remember this. Goodness and mercy goodness shall follow me. keep playing that real quick so my mom always says and I'm gonna move in a second my mom always says Psalm 91 right and when she was saying so much sometimes we're like okay Psalm 91 we know you're about to say it Psalm 91 we even got it on us uh, but while I was listening to this song and I was singing at home Psalm 91 came in my spirit and real quick I'm just gonna say it he that dwell in the secret place of the Most High God Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty A thousand may fall at your side Ten thousand at your side But it won't come nine But it won't come nine One more time He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God Hallelujah Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty A thousand may fall at your side Ten thousand at your side But it won't come nigh But it won't come nigh Said it won't come nigh But it won't come Said it won't come nigh But it won't come nigh But it won't come nigh But it won't come Oh, but it won't come nigh But it won't come nigh But it won't come nigh You ought to say it But it won't come nigh Hallelujah But it won't come nigh Sickness, it won't come nigh Worry, it won't come nigh But it won't come nigh but it won't come nigh. Said it won't come nigh. I don't have to worry. It won't come nigh. But it won't come nigh. Said it won't come nigh. I don't have to fear. It won't come nigh. Oh, it won't come nigh. Said it won't come near me. Said it'll never touch me. Said it'll never kill me. Said it won't come nigh me. Said it won't come nigh me. Said it won't come nigh me. One more time. But it won't come nigh me. Whatever you're going through, you're gonna live through it. You're gonna live through it. You're gonna live through it. Said it won't come nigh. Said it won't come nigh me. You're gonna see it in the land of the living. Said it won't come nigh me. It won't come nigh me. But it won't come nigh. It won't come nigh me. I'm gonna leave you with this. 
and he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God, Most High God. shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, one more time, last time. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God, the Most High God, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. One thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your side, but it won't come nigh. But it won't come nigh. Said it won't come nigh. Well, we walk it out. Say it. Said it won't come nigh. Said it won't come nigh. You gotta believe the promises of God. It won't come nigh. But it won't come nigh. Said it won't come nigh. But it won't come nigh. Said it won't come nigh. But it won't come nigh. But it won't come nigh. But it won't come nigh. Place of the Most High God, abide under the shadow of the wiped off the handle and everything. All right. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. If you're grateful that the Lord is your keeper and your shade on your right hand, clap your hands or honk your horn or do something. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. Uh, those who are being recognized today, our graduates, would you make your way this way, make your way towards the stage so Mount Calvary can see who you are? Y'all show them some love as they come. Are so very proud as the Mount Calvary Nation of these high school, trade school, and college graduates. And although because of our current pandemic we don't have the normal or the usual celebration, we did want to take time to acknowledge all of their accomplishments and achievements and to give them a token on behalf of the Mount Calvary family that says we're proud of them and we look for them to keep on going and don't stop until you finish. 
Uh, there are some who were not able to be with us today. Uh, Dewan and Damar Allen uh, are not here today. But as I call your name, would you come and be recognized? Anthony Boykin Jr. God bless you, sir. How about an elbow? Turn around, let them see you. <laughs> Good. Well, say again. Okay. And Anthony graduated from DECA and is planning on attending the University of Dayton. Leslie Johnson, Jr. How about an elbow? Leslie graduated from Wright State University with a Bachelor of Science in Business Management. God bless you. Wait just a minute. Ah, uh, yes, And his mom is so proud, she said, would you please? She said, would you please read this $100,000 piece of paper? <laughs> Wright State University, by authority of the Board of Trustees and on recommendation of the faculty, hereby confers upon Leslie Maurice Johnson, Jr., the degree of Bachelor of Science in Business. Nice. I'm going to let you put that back. Not to mention that he is a proud member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Yes, sir. <laughs> How about Tony Johnson, Jr.? You'll take it for him? All right. Tony Johnson, Jr., is a graduate of Johnson and Wales University, majoring in culinary arts management. Thank you. Give him our best. Brianne, Bria Ann McConnell. Is Bria? Yeah, she, she's out of town. Isaiah Murray. proud graduate of Dayton Urban Early College with plans to attend Central State University. We're proud of you, sir. Tayana Page. God bless you, ma'am. Tayana is a proud graduate of Decca High School with plans to attend Sinclair Community College and major in social work. Nicely done, ma'am. Micah Pointer. Is Micah here? How about Anara Williams? Congrats, there you are. 
Anara graduated from Clark State University and will be attending Tennessee State University where she got a full ride. Dina Wilson. <laughs> God bless you. That's for you. Dina graduated from the Central State University, majoring in psychology and early childhood education. Rondell Wilson. God bless you, sir. That's for you. Rondell graduated from Troutwood Madison High School and plans to attend Urbana University, majoring in computer science. Caitlin Woodruff. And I must apologize to Caitlin and to Kayla, her sister. They got lost in the shuffle of all this, but we'll make sure that they get an envelope and get taken care of. Congratulations, Miss Caitlin. Caitlin graduated from Northmont High School and is attending the University of Dayton on a full ride scholarship. Nicely done. Imani Wortham. A graduate of Chaminade Julianne High School and attending Wheeling Jesuit University. Congratulations. Isaiah Wortham. Oh, other elbow. Isaiah is a graduate of Chaminade Julianne High School and will attend Notre Dame College. Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. Certainly we praise God for all of our graduates. We are proud of them and we pray for them in their future endeavors. by myself now I can take my mask off if I scoot back I'll be in the shade a little bit I think I'll am I gonna mess you all up uh, camera people if I do that okay good I'll preach short y'all know me and heat don't get along very well all right Acts chapter 2 is where we're headed today Acts chapter 2 is where we're going back to same verse we were studying last week verse 42 and here's what it says they, they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer last week we started looking at the commitments of the early church the Bible says in this passage in the King James Version they continued steadfastly they persevered, they devoted themselves. They gave themselves 
wholly to four things. These new believers committed themselves to some things which we as the church of God, even in our modern times, would do well to revisit and to focus on as we learn uh, what it means to be the church. As a matter of fact, if you have been following since the beginning of the year, the Mount Calvary Nation has been focused on what it means to be the church. We are transforming lives through dynamic administration. What We are looking at how we do church. And with that concept, we are rediscovering the church that Christ intended. We want to look at, we want to be the church that Jesus was talking about when he told Peter, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That was the promise. The gates of hell shall not prevail. That was the prophetic utterance of the Lord Jesus. The church that I build, the church that wears my name, the church of my creation, hell can't stand against it, the devil can't mess with it, it has a guaranteed promise of victory. But I've been saying since we started this, there is no such promise of victory if it's not his church. God is not obligated to bless what he didn't sanction. And church, if we're going to enjoy the victory that Christ proclaimed over his church, then we need to stop and take stock and make sure that we're in line with what he wants from his church. And so last week we looked at two areas of commitment for the early church. First of all, we saw in the scriptures that they committed themselves to the apostles' doctrine. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And we have record of what the apostles were teaching. It's right here. It's in the word of God. And saints, we must, it behooves us, it will benefit us to commit ourselves to read, to study, to internalize and to live out the word of God in our lives. The church that Jesus built is Bible-centered, Bible-teaching, Bible-believing, and Bible-practicing. No matter what man says, no matter what modern culture says, we believe that the Bible was written by men divinely inspired and that it is a perfect treasure of heavenly instruction that it has God for its author salvation for its end and it is truth without any mixture of error then we saw that they committed themselves to fellowship partnership with one another participation with one another communion with one another. The Bible says, uh, the message Bible says life together. It is the sense of giving themselves to one another. And I offer that that cannot be done without what Deacon Herb Taylor used to pray uh, for all of us. He'd say, give us that love that runs from heart to heart and from breast to breast. The fact is, that we are in this walk together. 
And Paul said it like this in Ephesians chapter 4. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope, of, uh, one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. And now today, we need to take a look at the last two commitments of the early church mentioned in this verse. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Breaking of bread. Now there are some scholars and theologians who believe that this refers to them celebrating the Lord's Supper, that it refers only to what we call Holy Communion. But most theologians agree that this is broader than just communion, that this phrase, breaking of bread, refers not only to communion, but to just eating a common meal together. Uh, and that would certainly have included the Lord's Supper, particularly because it didn't become a church ritual until about the third century. Until then, it was celebrated from house to house, like you see down in verse 46, and it was a common meal in remembrance of what Jesus had done. And I agree, but I would like to take it a bit broader because whether it was communion or not, uh, the early church, these newly baptized believers committed themselves to breaking bread together. Now just stay with me because this is significant, not just because they were eating together, not just because they were having communion together, it is significant because it flies in the face of this I don't need nobody but me and the Lord attitude that's so prevalent in the church today. We live in a day and time when we feel like we can take or leave people, when we act like people are dispensable, where relationships are disposable and true fellowship we consider non-essential. But my brothers and my sisters, I want to offer to you today that the early church devoted themselves. They continued steadfastly. They committed themselves. They took time. They made time. They willingly prioritized breaking bread together. It's significant, I tell you. It is significant because if we let it, it will teach us something about this faith walk that we're on. This isn't just about eating together. It's about sharing together. It's about belonging together. It's about living together, fighting together, talking together, laughing together, sometimes crying together, feeling together, hurting together, building together, celebrating together, growing together. They broke bread together because in this life, I know some of you won't believe me, but we all at some point need somebody to walk with. It doesn't matter how strong you are, how independent you are, how resourceful you are, how much stuff you have or have access to, there comes a point in human existence where you need some like-minded individuals to share with. You don't believe me? I wish we were in the sanctuary 
so I could tell you to look at somebody on your row because they would tell you that there are some things in life where you need some help, some fights, where you, where you need some backup. There are some struggles where you need an understanding ear, some difficulties where you need some godly advice, some questions where you need some non-judgmental feedback. We all need community. And I know I'm in the word. Some, a Proverb 27 verse 9 says, A sweet friendship refreshes the soul. Proverbs 13 20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10, I, saw, I showed it to you last week. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anybody who falls and has nobody to help them up. Proverbs 27, 17, one of my favorite scriptures, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The church was intended to be a body where this type of sharpening takes place. Where we, where we are made better by being together, where we are strengthened for the journey, where we are uplifted in the struggle. Now, there are two implications here, and I'm almost done, I promise. Uh, there are two implications with this breaking of bread concept. The first implication here is vulnerability, vulnerability. You know what that word means, vulnerability. It is the state of being open with the possibility of being wounded. The state of being open with the possibility of being wounded, letting your guard down, opening up to let somebody else in, putting, a, putting yourself in a position where you could be taken advantage of. I know I'm in the Word. Here's what Jesus said about it. Matthew chapter 5, you have heard that it was said eye for eye, tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand him your coat too. I know I've lost many of us already because we're thinking, Pastor, I ain't gonna let nobody hurt me. God don't want you to be no fool, Reverend. Well, first of all, the Bible has a lot to say about being a fool. A foolish son despises his mother. A foolish son is the ruin of his father. A, foolish, a fool despises his father's wisdom. A fool says there is no God. A fool lies all the time. A fool always gets into mischief, is always doing something they have no business doing. Uh, according to Proverbs 14, a fool is proud of the wrong they do. A fool always meddle in everybody else's business. A fool says everything he thinks, but there is not one description in the Bible of a fool that has to do with being vulnerable. I know it's hard because when it comes to being vulnerable in the church, many of us have been hurt before. We let somebody in and they took advantage. They treated us wrong. They betrayed our trust. We turned the other cheek and they smacked that one too. 
It is hard to let yourself be vulnerable when you've been hurt before, especially in the church. Yes, it is hard, but it is not impossible. Let me see if I can explain. Honk your horn if you've ever skinned your knee either while running or, or riding a bicycle. Yeah, that's most of us. But for most of us, that wasn't the last time you did it. You didn't let that one hurt stop you from getting back up or getting on your bike again. Let me try another one. Honk your horn if you have ever tried to eat or drink something and it burned the roof of your mouth. Now, honk your horn if you had breakfast this morning. All I'm trying to say is, you didn't stop eating for all time just because you got burned once. Because you knew that the benefit, the nourishment, sometimes even the enjoyment outweighed the risk of being burned again. You made yourself vulnerable. That's the first implication of this breaking of bread concept. It's vulnerability. I promise I'm almost done. But there is another implication in this breaking of bread thing. The second implication I need to mention is not just vulnerability, but it is responsibility. If the church is going to be a place where people can be vulnerable, then it must be a place where people will be responsible. Because vulnerability and responsibility must go hand in hand. What do you mean, Rev? Here's what I mean. The church ought to be a place where I can share my heart with you. That's vulnerability. And not have to worry about whether I'm going to hear it repeated back to me from somebody else. That's responsibility. The church ought to be a place where I can share my weakness with you. That's vulnerability. And not have to worry about 10 other people knowing it. That's responsibility. The church ought to be a place where I know that somebody will pray P-R-A-Y for me and not pray P-R-E-Y on me. The church should be a family who will love me whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, tell me the truth in love. The church ought to be a place. Can I just, can I help us out? The church ought to be a place where if I get pregnant out of wedlock, don't talk about me, support me, and show me the way back to chastity. The church ought to be a place where if I get caught up in sin, don't give up on me, restore me with meekness. The church ought to be a place where if I've lost my fight, I can count on you to fight with me or even fight for me. The church ought to be a praise place where if I feel like I can't pray for myself, I know that somebody is praying for me. That's our responsibility, saints. Bear one another's burdens. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Receive one another. Admonish one another salute one another greet 
one another. Serve one another. Bear with one another. Forgive one another. Teach one another. Comfort one another. Build up one another. Consider one another. Encourage one another. Because breaking bread together doesn't mean we agree about everything. It just means we all have a seat at the table. Let me see if I can help us, and I'm done. On any given evening in the Winston Jr. household, you will find my family breaking bread together. You will see my children, Nate, Parker, and Bailey, sitting in chairs they didn't purchase, pulled up to a table they didn't buy, eating food that they didn't pay for or usually prepare. But they all have a seat because they wear my name. Saints, all of us who wear his name have a seat at his table. And if we're going to be like the early church, if we're going to get back to the church that the Lord intended, we must devote ourselves continually. We must commit ourselves, yes, to the apostles' doctrine, yes, to fellowship, but also to the breaking of bread, which does not just refer to sitting down to eat together, not just to the Lord's Supper, but also how we relate to each other. At Mount Calvary, we are relearning, first of all, how to be vulnerable. And then secondly, how to be responsible with somebody else's vulnerability. That is what church looks like. Next week, when I'm in the air and it's not so hot, I'll go on and talk about prayer. But for now, can I close this out with a word of prayer, particularly for those who have been vulnerable, who opened up yourself and got hurt in that vulnerability. And so now you've decided, I'm just going to come and leave. I'll come late. I'll leave early. I will not join a ministry. I will not participate. I'll go to church and I'll pay my tithe and they better be happy about it. Listen, let me tell you, God can heal the hurt, even the church hurts, from the past. I want to pray first of all for those who were vulnerable and regret it. And then I want to pray for all of us that we would learn how to be responsible with somebody else's vulnerability. Because no, it's not okay to talk to anybody any kind of way. It's not okay to treat brothers and sisters in Christ like they are less than. It's not okay. We are one family. And we are invited to daddy's table. And if we cannot show love among each other, then the world will never believe our story. I wish that I could have us uh, come together, but I can't. So right in your car, right where you are, um, I know you're, you're comfortable in the air, 
but if you if you would if you wouldn't mind just let your windows down just as a symbol of us being together heart to heart breast to breast right don't touch anybody in the next car just let your window down so they can see you and you can see them and let's pray for those who have been vulnerable and regretted and for all of us to be responsible with other people's vulnerability father we thank you for saving us we thank you for filling us with the precious Holy Ghost and we thank you for calling us to be part of your family you paid for the table you paid for the food you prepare a table before us you paid for our seat at the table with the blood of Jesus Christ and we're thankful just to be part of your family father I pray for those who are carrying around hurts inflicted by church people I pray for those who are carrying around hurts that are decades old hurts that are years old weeks old months old days old I pray for those who are carrying hurts that the church has caused father would you show us how to release that stuff to you some of us are still mad at people who are dead and gone, gone on to be with the Lord, and we're still carrying the hurts that they inflicted. Help us, Lord. Father, help us to forgive like you do. To forgive past what's comfortable. To forgive past what feels good. Lord, would you show us how to make that conscious decision for forgiveness? And then, Lord, we ask as a church, because there are those that we have hurt, we ask that you would forgive us. And then show us if there are people we need to go to and get it right. Because more than, more than being right, we want to be righteous in all that we do. I pray that you would help us to be responsible with each other's vulnerabilities. Deliver us, Lord, from gossip. Deliver us from bad-mouthing people. But deliver us from belittling others. Deliver us, Lord. Help us to live right before you and help us to live right with each other. We pray this in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Now, if you're here in this parking lot, or if you're joining us online, and you're not sure that you're saved, let me tell you about a seat at the table that's already been purchased for you. Here's what the Bible says, God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, his unique one-of-a-kind son, that's Jesus that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life that's the good news the Bible says confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved if there's anybody here on this parking lot who's not sure you're saved 
when you come this way, I promise I'll stay six feet from you. I just don't want you to leave out the same way you came in. And if there's anybody watching online and you're not sure you're saved, would you just send us a message? Because today is your day of salvation. If you can confess that Jesus is Lord, that he is in charge, that he's running things and you're not. If you can believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you shall be saved. You've got a seat at the table. It's paid for. To sit down and enjoy what he has prepared. Everybody is saved then? All right, good. One thing I haven't been doing, I have forgotten, but, uh, but we have had some people who have joined, uh, who, have, who have joined Mount Calvary family online. Uh, we haven't been in the building for about three months, but they have sent us messages and, uh, and have been giving and, and, and are considered, they consider themselves a part of the Mount Calvary family uh, who, who have joined in these three months that we've been out and we thank God for that. And as soon as we can, we'll show them to the whole family. We're going to get ready to break bread together in the Lord's Supper sense. Does everybody have your elements? The early church, as often as they could, not once a month, as often as they could, they did what Jesus said. He said, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. And so today, we remember what Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, he gave thanks, blessed it, and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is my body given for you, now take and eat all of it. Likewise, in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup, he gave thanks and gave it to his disciples and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for the remission of sins. Now take and drink all of it. And we thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for Jesus. Let me just tell you a couple of things and then we will follow Kingdom Force's direction to get out of here. We certainly want to keep in prayer. Sister Joanne Elder and her family, her niece passed, that's Brother Tommy's daughter. Uh, she passed and we want to pray for that family. Also, Ms. Rhonda Finley's mother passed and we certainly want to keep them in our prayers as well. Deacon Sandifer asked me to uh, remind those who are um, in the viewing audience online that he and the deacons will be here up until one o'clock today if you choose to come by and uh, and put your offering in somebody's glove covered hands you can do that uh, they will be here in the parking lot until one o'clock 
just make sure you enter on Kleppinger. Enter on Kleppinger. They will also have some elements of communion uh, and they can serve you in case you didn't get up to get yours. Thank you for your continued generosity, everyone. You all are amazing. If you have the Givelify app, uh, you can give that way on your smartphone or you can text to give 937-543-5169 is the text to give number or you can give by cash app that handle is dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C alright thank you for your continued generosity uh, this will be uh, we won't have parking lot service again until the first Sunday in August. Uh, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I cannot see us coming back together in the building before then. We are taking our time. We're slow walking it. I refuse to put the people I pastor in danger by having us back in there too soon. <clears throat> we did have a little scare uh, in the office a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's actually why I was not preaching live on Father's Day. Um, we, we had a meeting, several of us had a meeting with somebody who tested uh, positive for COVID after the meeting. And so we were, we were shut down. We were locked in for 14 days. Uh, but praise God, none of us are sick. But we also... We also want to, uh, we want to be cautious, so we are going back to virtual office for a while. Uh, the office will shut back down for physical meetings. If you need to meet with me or you need somebody in the office, uh, you can do all of that online and we'll make sure everybody stays safe and healthy. Let's continue to pray that God would bring this pandemic quickly to a close uh, and that he would protect us, that he would shield us from sickness and disease. All right. Good. If you would, after I've given the benediction, would you wait for Kingdom Force to get to your row to instruct you how to get out? When you go out onto Pastor S.N. Winston Sr. way, uh, there, it, it is right turn only right turn only if you got a left you just got to go out and around all right please follow kingdom force instruction and they will get you out uh ah thank you please follow kingdom forces instruction and they will get you out in a timely manner also at the exits there will be a deacon uh, or a man of god there who is uh, standing there in case you want to put your offering in somebody's glove covered hands you can do that on your way out of the lot all right is there anything else i need to mention okay good let me thank the musicians uh the praise team miss valerie brother daniel brother devin uh brother coble and kingdom force brother sandifer and the deacons uh, Sister McClure, Sister Spain, everybody who made this, uh, this possible today, God bless you and thank you. Now unto him. Oh, wait. No, no. Before I forget. Listen, Mount Calvary family, this is your pastor talking. Would y'all do me a favor? If you have fireworks, if you have fireworks, which are illegal, still, 
if you have fireworks, would you go ahead and finish them up today so we can go to sleep after this? Okay. <laughs> go ahead and finish them up. That's what you don't finish up. Just save them till next year. All right. All right. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let us all say together in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.